What's going on, fam? Welcome to the Adaname Podcast, where we watch anime with the redemptive eyes of a Christian believer. My name is Manny. And my name is Evas. And welcome to our first full review on this time of the anime, Tomo-chan is a Girl. So, after our reaction episode, I said we definitely need to get a Christian woman's point of view on this on this podcast for the Tomo-chan review. And we are completely honored to have Christina, who is one of my friends for a very long time and a sister in Christ, onto this podcast for this episode. So let's please welcome her to the show. Hi, Christina. Hey, praise the Lord, everyone. How's it going? It's so good to have you here. Everything's going good. I'm feeling blessed. Thank you for having me here. I'm glad. We're super excited. It's going to be super good conversation so let's get right into it so so as a full review we will talk about the anime in its fullness so that means we're going to talk about the ending which up to now it's up to 13 episodes right Sebas? 13 episodes yes 13 episodes so 13 episodes that was the last episode that came out so if you don't want spoilers go check out our reaction episode for tomo-chan and watch the show if you decide that you want to watch the show and then come back to this one for the full review. So, Sebas, let's start with you first and give us your full review of Tomo-chan. Did you enjoy it? And are there biblical teachings that we can take from this anime? Well, there is a lot to say about this anime and the, I can say that I enjoyed it quite a lot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And uh, I've mentioned this before in this podcast, and is that it is pretty difficult for me to enjoy a comedy. For yep. the most part, I think that comedies are stupid. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm not a, com a comedy guy. <laughs> That's not my type of anime. <laughs> but uh, in this case, uh, this was a romantic comedy, and it's something that I got to enjoy. The jokes now and then, sometimes they were a little bit spicy, but uh, I didn't know that they were... <laughs> what do you mean by yeah, spicy? spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I'm trying to say is that they were a little bit... Uh... Oof. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I, think, I think it need to be a little bit more... Just add a little bit of spice. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I'm very curious to know what, what your definition of spicy is. <laughs> In Spanish, we will say, están un poquito subiditos de tono. Something like uh, they were a little bit, a little bit high, but uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean that they were, uh, or that because of that, I will say that this is a bad anime. Uh, praise the Lord. Now, because this is a full review, I can give full spoilers. <laughs> yes, we have <laughs> so freedom. So I don't have to worry about what I say. <laughs> <laughs> full freedom. But... Um, I personally did enjoy this anime. I enjoyed the relationship that Tomo had with uh, her fellow uh, friends. And that was something that I enjoyed a lot, seeing how she would uh, grow into the friendship with uh, Carol, Carol Johnson. She was and, wild. Uh, yeah, she was wild. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to enjoy I love that Carol. character as well. Carol was so <laughs> wild. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes, sometimes yeah, it was I'd like to see it. She was more bubbly. She's <laughs> extremely bubbly. 
<laughs> wow. And that was a character that uh, brought full um, loves <laughs> to this anime. Yeah. Because every time she appeared, it was like, oh, <laughs> what is she going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> so I felt that was something really cool. I enjoyed the friendship that these two characters had. I had big hopes because, as you guys know, I'm also a romance uh, lover. And I really, 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 really wanted to see the the couples that this anime will present and will show up. Yeah, the shipper. And uh, for the good part, when I saw the first couple that was Carol and his and her friend, I was like, wow, <laughs> I knew it. And they were so nice to each other. I thought and they were was... cousins at first. No, they were not. They were uh, childhood friends. Yeah, I, I guess I misread, but I was mm -hmm. like, wait, I thought you guys were cousins. This is so weird. I mean, in anime, you know, you kind of see the cousin thing going a little weird sometimes, but I'm like, no, yeah, don't do it here. But, they, but no, it they, turns out they're not cousins. I didn't see that. that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in this case, uh, it was a friend. <laughs> They were really close, and they, I thought that they were that they would make a really good couple. So I was glad that they stayed together. Uh, I wasn't happy when I saw that Misusu was nowhere to be seen on the couples, because <laughs> uh, I also got to enjoy Misusu's character quite a lot, even though she was. I don't know if gloomy is the word for her, but she was this serious woman that uh, I would have loved to see her fall uh, head over heels for a guy who's edgy especially the the red red hair guy that was uh, talking to her and wanted to impress nah, her nah nah not that guy bro <laughs> not that guy nah. was like, i'm sorry no <laughs> here it is <laughs> not that the guy. Crush. it's coming no 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 i didn't like that guy no. but sadly that didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen and that was something that i that I was, well, I would have enjoyed. I wanted to see if that would have developed that way. From the other hand, uh, the relationship of Tomo, which, of course, was the main goal of the whole anime. I'm happy for her. <laughs> <laughs> Up to a certain point, we knew this was coming. Uh, this was going to happen. I was happy for her. What do you think of June? But there were a... Mm -hmm. June, what do you think of June? Ah, there were a couple of things that I could have said that maybe they could have done differently on the relationship. Now, when I'm saying this, I'm talking about the point of view of a Christian. Uh, of course, this doesn't apply to them because uh -huh, they were not Christian. Right. But as a Christian believer, we are also supposed to filter everything that we watch. Mm -hmm. and try to see how these reflect God, how these doesn't, and how, how can we actually do this. There were a couple of scenes that I thought that were, um, that could have been worked on a different way. No, I was, I was going to say, um, I was going to say, especially with romance shows or movies, because or, that, that really touches the heart. And it makes your heart desire something like that. And we have to be careful with what exactly in the romance are we desiring? Like, mm -hmm. like you know, is it is it biblical 
love? Like, is it a biblical expression of love? Like, how can we apply that really? Because obviously this isn't, this isn't a Christian anime or, any, or anything like that. So we have to protect our hearts from things like that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I completely agree with you. And uh, sometimes as a believer, it's difficult. It's difficult because what you say, our passions are there, our feelings are there. And uh, sometimes you are influenced a bit too much by what we, what you are watching. So we have to constantly uh, be on guard with our hearts because in Spanish we say, el diablo es puerco, <laughs> devil is dirty. <laughs> and you don't know when and how he's attacking. <laughs> so we have to be extra defensive uh, with our hearts. Yeah. Uh, I personally uh, enjoy the anime as a comedy, enjoy the anime in the romance, But if you ask me, there are a couple of things that I consider that uh, could have been worked on a, on a different way. And uh, a couple of things that I can talk about. Uh, I'll start by June. <laughs> As uh, everybody knows in the first video that we made, uh, I was mad at June because I was like, this is a poco hombre. This is not a, 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 a man that it's taking care of the heart of a woman. Yeah, I think everyone who watched the first episode shares the same feelings that you did. <laughs> I got to like June a little bit better by the end because up to a certain point, he grew a little bit. I still felt like he could have gotten a little bit, a lot more of character development. Uh, but uh, there are things that we can learn uh, and that uh, we have to be careful about. And uh, one of the scenes that I say that we have to be really careful about was, for example, June and Tomo had this, uh, they will say that they will be used to go to June's house to play video games. Yep. To be there by themselves. I knew, uh, I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I knew it. The moment they enter at their uh, at his home, I was like, what you thinking, dude? That's a woman that is next to you. <laughs> a woman that has confessed her feelings. Even though you didn't understand, you cannot be so naive to think that a woman will be just okay with a guy by himself on their house or, he ha or his house. Yeah, dude. I was on the edge of my seat. I was I'm freaking like, out. I was like, "Wow!" I was freaking out. I, I know out too. they do that because of fun service and stuff, but I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole time, I kept on thinking, "Where are the parents?" <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Were they in the house? <laughs> no, they were not. According to the episode, they were no. traveling. Oh my gosh! That's how. That's always how so, it goes. <laughs> so that makes it even worse. I was like, "Why would they leave them alone?" <laughs> That's... There is no point on leaving two teenagers. And then another thing that got me mad is when they were like, oh, mom, I'm going to spend the night at June's house. Because it wasn't the same episode. The parents were like, yeah. go for it. We knew this was coming. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> As a parent. <laughs> As a parent. Are you telling me that you're going to tell your little daughter 
Oh, go ahead, uh, do it. We knew this was coming. Oh, I'm so happy this is finally happening. I mean, we have we have. The girl to... only had like 14, 15, 16 years old. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's it's the the standard that has changed with how people view like you know teenagers and relationships and whatnot, and it's like it's gotten so low. The standards have gotten so low that it's become normal. I I guarantee you there are people, a lot of people, who saw that and thought of that as, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like that, you know, it's finally going to happen, this and that. But obviously, like, with our mentality, with our type of standards, that is, like, completely not. Yeah, the completely off the charts, completely, like, what in the world are you doing? So, like, from a Christian perspective, it's it's good that we're reacting that way. But at the same time, it's like, should we really be surprised at this point? Like, it's not that I'm surprised, but but it's because you you root for the character. Yeah, <laughs> you root for the character, and yeah, yeah, and you're happy because of the character. And the, when the character does something, you get happy, you get sad, you yeah. get mixed feelings. You're connected with them. Yeah, and I got really mad at June. Because on that situation, I, I kept on, mm-hmm. I kept having my eye on on June and Tomo. Like, don't you dare, don't you dare! Oh my gosh, <laughs> this, this, it would be like crazy I'm close. Nothing happened. Calls like ridiculously <laughs> close, and it's just like, what the heck? It was hilarious. I'll give him that. It was really funny. Yeah, uh, it was <laughs> the awkwardness. Fun. It was just hilarious, but. Oh my god. It was fun and that scene itself <laughs> makes me once again realize this is not for little kids to watch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely because not. Because that was bro, that, that was a borderline. Oof. Borderline. <laughs> massaging I was this close of skipping. Massaging the borderline is what they were doing. Yes. And that's something that we also have to be careful about. Because even though we can say, haha, it was fun, how they had expectations, they didn't meet uh, this and that. But we have to be careful with those expectations as well, especially with the mind of a man. Because after watching an episode like that, that can lead you straight to pornography. And then after that, straight to temptation and sin. Yeah. We have to be careful with those kind of things. So, wow, when I saw that, I was like, este hombre. Why cannot he protect the heart of a woman? And I come back to this uh, back and forth, back and forth constantly because it is our responsibility as men, as providers, as protectors to protect and take care of the heart of the woman. That is part of the responsibilities that God gave us. And in the case of June, he didn't didn't do a good example on how to do that. On the other hand, ah, I saw I saw June and I was like, oh, this this guy's not doing it. He's not doing it. Yeah. I think that we as believers have to be really careful with that. And once again, in many of the different episodes we've talked about it, I talk about it once again. Never, ever, ever stay by yourself with a woman, just the two of you, on a private space. We are not, not supposed to do that. When you're not married. When you're not married, of course. 
<laughs> and even when you are married, you're not supposed to do that with somebody else than your wife. Right. Right. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm, thi I'm thinking relationship wise. Once again, el diablo es puerco. Yeah. The devil's daddy. And he's going to attack you where you are weaker. And in the case of us men, even if you say, no, I'm the strongest man, I can deal with a, with a sexual temptation. We have our limits. Sadly, that's not an area that uh, any of us can say, oh, I'm completely free of that. Because that's not the case. So once again, we have to be really careful with that. At that moment, up to a certain point, June, he abused of the trust of the faith. I will say he abused of the relationship that he had uh, with Tomo. And that could have escalated to a whole different level. If we are ever on that position, the Bible does not tell us to uh, sit down and pray or uh, stick to it and then uh, fight against temptation. No. The advice that the Bible gives us is clear and is flee from temptation. Run. So run, Forrest, run. run. <laughs> I will have run, bro. That situation over there was, was crazy. Uh, I per once again, I personally think that uh, they should have not done that. I, if I can say something to preach your brother to save a little bit of the character of Jun, is that something that I did like about him, about his personality, is that he wanted to be the protector of the relationship. For that reason, he wanted to become stronger. Right. He wanted to fight his dad or her dad. <laughs> her dad. And for that reason, he wanted to go all with it. He wanted to beat Tomo because he wanted to be a strong man who could lead a strong woman. And when I saw that, I saw something that it's good. Because if you are a man, you are the leader of the house. You are the provider. You are the protector. So it's your responsibility to protect. Now, that doesn't mean that the woman cannot help you because she is a good help for you. But the primary responsibility is yours and you are not supposed to leave it to the woman. Well, what if you're a so, computer engineer and you're married to a police woman? <laughs> 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 you still have to protect the heart of that woman <laughs> that doesn't change <laughs> just thought I'd throw that curveball for you <laughs> but it's still a reality and that was something that I enjoyed and I liked about June's character that he wanted to become stronger because he wanted to protect the woman that he likes so that was something that I thought wow that is really cool of that character out of the 2,000 points that he lost, he recovered 20. <laughs> 20. <laughs> I did enjoy uh, how Tomo was trying to become more um, uh, feminine, how she was trying to uh, get to like uh, or how to get uh, June to like her. Uh, I did enjoy the relationship that they have. There are a couple of things that I will say, okay, they need to work on. Uh, I personally think that they, uh, uh, Tomo, 
had to work on her uh, biblical femininity. But I also liked that uh, she wasn't fake about who she was. And uh, June liked her the way she was. Now, that doesn't mean that, the, oh, uh, the person that is going to love me has to love me the way that I am. Uh, we cannot be so arbitrary with those comments, with those commentaries. But on the other hand, I think that it's good that when you are planning to enter into a relationship, you're willing to change some things that you know that are wrong or that could cause uh, friction between the relationship. And that is something that I enjoyed as well, watching Tomo becoming more delicate, watching Tomo becoming softer, nicer uh, to June. That is something that I quite enjoyed. Uh, she still didn't work out the wild personality that she has to hit him every time she has the chance. <laughs> but I saw an improvement over there. So that's something that I can applaud to Tomo. <laughs> <laughs> And that reminds us that our fights with how we show femininity or masculinity is not something that we can solve in one episode. It's not something that we can solve in one day, but it's something that will need us to spend time praying, reading the Bible and working on our character. And little by little, we'll see the change. So that was something that I think uh, we can appreciate about Tomo as well. Uh, I personally enjoyed at least that aspect of the relationship. There was something that I wasn't completely clear about, and it's something that I'd like to ask you, because I don't know if it was the translation or what it was, but I was kind of confused by the... No, they weren't episode. cousins. They weren't cousins. No, no. It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> but up to a moment... There was this situation with Misuzu in which she will feel guilty about the, the way that she was trying to separate uh, Tomo and June. Mm -hmm. And then for a moment when she spoke, it almost felt like, wow, she's speaking as if she had a crush or if, as if she had feelings for Tomo. I don't know if you guys perceive it that way. Did I you did guys not. perceive it that way? I did not. At first, I did. You did. So I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, you're both crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dude. Manny. Just get into a picture. <laughs> no. What? No. I did Dude. not see that. <laughs> I did. I did. And when I saw it, I was like, wow. Number one, my ship is sinking. <laughs> Goodbye to the red hair guy. Number two, I felt like, wow, this is so dangerous. At the end, I know that they didn't, they didn't portray her like, oh, she's lesbian or anything like that. Praise the Lord for that, because nowadays that happens quite a lot. But I, I, I personally did not like that. I, I felt sad about that because I really, really, really liked that character. When I got to see those little depictions of confusion in her feelings towards Tomo because sometimes her feelings didn't seem like quite as a friend but more uh, as if she wanted something more and that really got me worried on that I didn't take uh, it that way I just literally thought of it as 
you know, her, her best friend, she's going to lose the best friendship that she's had with her because of this guy. It's going to be different. Things are going to change. And she has nobody else. That's how I took that. But and that's how I was taking you. That's how I, and that's how it was. <laughs> that's how it ended up being. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> But there were moments in which. No, moments see, in which that's where I agree with you, Manny. Tell it. What did tell, you say? Tell us Christina? more. Tell us more. Tell us more of that agreeing. I like. Okay. I like that. I like the sound of that. <laughs> Wait, hey, hey, hey! Don't go too high up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's where I do agree with you, Manny. Um, she was starting to be devastated because she was losing her best friend. Mm-hmm. Who happened to be Tomo. But we saw with the with their conversation that they had, you know, how why she felt that way. Why and right and such. And I'm like I'm like, I completely understand. That cause that that, that <laughs> kind of thing happens, like in reality, especially when you have a best friend that it's just been you and that person for whatever amount of time and then it starts breaking up the best friendship it's like oh snap i can't catch up so where do i go now like it it it's devastating no i'm i'm not saying that's not uh, that's not true actually i agree with you it's devastating it's sad but i don't know for a moment when she spoke i felt like she was talking about a little bit more don't worry bro it's gonna be okay. And then Carol comes <laughs> and she says something funny, and uh, they let it slide like that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> it didn't go deep. But I, uh, I don't know. Don't try to stain my me, Susu. <laughs> don't try to stain her. I love her. I, I love her. I love her character. But I thought that it was weird up to a certain point, because I do, I do agree with you that uh, you can feel that way for a friend, especially a really close friend that you have had for a long while. And it's devastating when the relationship comes and uh, you call him and it's like, hey, are you available? And then he's like, no, I'm on a date. <laughs> Next week, hey, are you available? No, I'm doing something with my wife. Hey, are you available? No, I'm actually tired, so I'm going to stay at home with my wife. <laughs> it hits you, bro. It hits you. That sounds like you're speaking Believe from... Believe me, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it sounds like you're speaking from personal experience. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. Let me guess. Manny's a friend that tried to contact you? <laughs> yes. Don't worry. He also contacts me once a year. <laughs> Christy, I don't I don't think you know, but Sebas is not... Sebas is currently single, so he's not... He's not the one that's calling. Or no, I'm not the one that's calling him. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. Okay. <laughs> I'm over here like, oh, I don't know what to say now. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Christina. I'm not ashamed of my singleness. But, and once again, I do agree with you guys. And I do believe that that's something that happened. And I do agree that that's how I ended up seeing with Misusu. I'm just saying that there were words that she said that sometimes felt like, oh, maybe she wanted a little bit more. No sus. Yeah, it was too suspicious. Mm -hmm. So I personally will say we have to be careful with that. 
Because remember, we're also living on the era of the LGBTQ agenda. So it's pretty common that they would like to put that over there just to show it. But, and um, But they didn't, so it's going to be okay. You can sleep. You can go to sleep now. Yeah, I can sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Until I see uh, until I see a fan page that says something about it, but hopefully that doesn't happen. Fan pages or whatever, that's different. But if somebody that watches that anime sees it that way, that's something that I have to say. Hey, be careful with that because that is not the truth. Once again, I thought after that little moment, okay, maybe Misusuna will find her boyfriend, the red hair guy, and maybe this will be a little bit more composed. Anybody no, but the redhead. Didn't happen. Anybody but didn't him. Didn't happen. I don't like that guy. Okay, but why don't you like that guy? I just don't like him. That's it. I'm just overprotective over Misusu. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got to like that character. <laughs> but I definitely uh, enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed their relationships. Uh, how they were, I got to enjoy them. Uh, I do believe that once again, when we are watching this anime, we have to be careful about relationships and the, not to take this as an example of how to approach women or how to take care of the heart of a woman. Because once again, Junichiro wasn't the best example. But I did enjoy that at the end, he decided to fight for her. And Go all in. Yeah. And that, at the end, that little lesson that they left, that even though he couldn't completely beat his father, he wouldn't be alone, but he had Tomo's help. When I saw that, I was like, wow, that is so true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And that is so good as well. Because in a relationship, the man is not the one that bears with the whole burden. He also has his wife. He also has his woman. And that's part of how God made us to complement each other. The woman is supposed to be a help for the man. And on that moment, Tomo was the help for June. So I thought, wow, that actually represents in a good way how the woman, uh, I mean, not exactly on the fighting, but that the woman has to be a help to the men. When I saw that, I was like, they got me. They got me. June, you have redeemed yourself a little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. Not enough. But I did get to enjoy this anime. If you ask me, Sebas, will you recommend this anime to another believer? I have started to make this policy, and this is the position that uh, I have. The new Seba's policy. <laughs> If I sit down to watch it with my pastor, will he agree on, with me that this is a good anime or not? I don't think he likes anime, so... <laughs> <laughs> It got me to think to the point of, okay, would I feel okay showing this anime to somebody else that I respect and that I want uh, that person to enjoy it? I am pretty sure this is not the anime to go. 
there are better animes that I can show other people and that could be that, that could be more edifying to their faith. Tomo-chan is not the one. Now, am I saying that this is a bad anime? I'm not saying that either. I did enjoy it. It was fun. But I wouldn't take it as a as a good anime for me to recommend other people, especially those who are weaker in the faith. Because I wouldn't like this to be a stepping stone for them and then that they will fall into temptation. So would you watch it with a future wife? Future waifu? If she likes anime? Mm -hmm. And if she finds it on the list and she says, oh, seems interesting, I will be done to watch it. Okay. But once again, it has a lot of references um, that are a little bit borderline to me. And I personally wouldn't recommend it to somebody else. That's just my take. I've noticed that I'm a little bit more the conservative one. <laughs> yeah, see how the turn, see how the turntables. The tables have turned. <laughs> Nobody. But uh, that is just a I hope what I personally believe. I hope there's a listener out there that understood that office joke. Because <laughs> nobody here obviously watched The Office ever. But... No. It's okay. Don't worry, my friend. I'm sorry. One is the loneliest number. But yeah, that is my position on this anime. All right. So Sebas has given his policy and his backing for his policy. Sounds good. So, on to Christina. So, tell us your full review on Tomo-chan and let us know if you thought that there were anything, any biblical teachings that we can learn from this. Um, tell us what you thought about it, if you enjoyed it. So I give you the the spotlight. Um, My review, I honestly don't know where to begin. Um, By the beginning. <laughs> Okay, with the beginning. I did like the opening that it was sudden when she confessed that she loves him. I think that's the first line of the show, right? It is it actually. Is. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, already? Like, where's the buildup? <laughs> right. But, but sometimes a good pilot is breaking the ice instantly. And that's exactly what they did here. We see that she is manly in love with him. And we see that June is completely confused about it. No, I think he was pretty sure that he had no idea what was going on. <laughs> he just like, mm -hmm. okay. He was completely confused. I mean. He didn't even give it a second <laughs> thought. He was just like, okay, keep moving. No, he he just went on uh, off his day, and I'm and I'm over here like it has to be a typical guy, you know. You tell him something, and he's like, "Okay," and walks away. And I'm like, "I mean, I can attest to okay." <laughs> I can attest to the fact that <laughs> we can be pretty oblivious to these types of things, especially back in the day. Well, I can't even say back in the day, back but in even the day, now, knowing the day, <laughs> I'm still oblivious about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, 
if if you're <laughs> if you're not if a part of you is not looking for it, you didn't sound old there. Yes, yeah. If a part of you is not but, looking for it, then you can't, you won't see it. But in the case of you, and that's what uh, that made me confused at the beginning. It's not like he. It did seem like he didn't like her because he didn't see her as a girlfriend possibility until later on the show because of Misuzu. Thanks. Thanks. Praise the Lord for Misuzu. <laughs> but yeah, at the beginning, that's why I thought, oh, this is going nowhere. <laughs> but, you know, just a, a couple more episodes, we see how he has really thought about it. And honestly, my favorite episode or episode moment with him is episode two or three at the bus scene. Oh, oh. when he protects her sure from the remember. stalker? Not the stalker. The He violated her. Right? Is that I what mean, we're talking he, about? The bus incident? Yeah, the guy was trying to touch her on the bus. Yeah. That one, right? The bus incident. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we see that Tomo is just standing there. She first, she never experienced this and she didn't know how to react. And she was trying to play it off, trying to protect June. It's like, don't, don't make a big scene. Don't make, I mean, I need his help, but don't make a big scene out of it. And what happens with June? He gets up and he defends her and after they got the whole report ready, what he said to her, I don't think he meant it, but there was some truth to it. And I will have to say, I agree with, I strongly agree with him. He was saying that, you know, it's like, you're a girl and you're wearing a skirt that short in public, you know, I, it's no wonder why this incident happened. So when he said that, you know, he, he was still trying to adjust that fact that she is a girl and he's no longer seeing her as a bro. He, he's seen her as she's a, a friend of mine and I need to protect her. And that's where my, my favor, I guess you could say, was going towards him. And I'm over here like, okay, you're, you're earning points. Go on, go on. Yeah, he has a redeeming quality now. <laughs> and um, spoilers, when we found out that June and me, Soso, had a relationship, I'm over here like, really? Oh, yeah, that was nuts. When I found like, when no. we found out, I was like, what? I was like, no. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I wasn't really, no. I was like, how the heck? That, Did they hate each other so much? Because since episode one, you can see the hostility between these two characters. I was like, how is that even possible? <laughs> yeah, no, that was, no. It just, ugh. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, no, this is going to break friendships everywhere. <laughs> but as we saw in the ending, it didn't. Um, but like I said, when he, when he said that after the bus incident, I mean, what he said there, the statement is just he didn't mean it that way, but there was truth to it. And I was like, okay, 
I agree. Yeah, the... no, and I completely agree with you on that uh, on that point because it is something that is not being talked on this culture or in this society that we are living at. Right now, the woman, the more provocative, the better. <laughs> and that's not the point. There are certain things that a man should seek on a woman, and there are certain things that a woman should seek on a man. And strictly speaking of that episode, they show two qualities that we should look uh, on the other sex. From starting with, in the girl, modesty. Because it's true. By wearing provocative clothes, you're not going to find a godly man. Mm -hmm. A godly man is not after a provocative woman. A godly man is, is after a modest woman. And that's something that women should be worried about. And on the other hand, women are not after weak and lazy men. Women are after men that are protective. And what June showed over there, that reflects the character of a man. The man is supposed to be there to protect the woman. In the boss situation, it was the perfect example. And I agree with you. When I saw that, I was like, <laughs> 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> 20 out of the negative 1,000. And sisters, I will share with you something that a good sister, a godly sister in Christ has told me. She said, the way that we are supposed to dress in modesty, that we should start thinking about it this way. Whenever we go on the altar, whether it's on Sundays or after, you know, at the altar call, if you can't kneel down because you're ashamed of your clothes that is going to do explode, how can you worship? A way of worship is something that we're not supposed to be exposing for everyone, but instead it is our time and moment that we worship with God. And after that, when she told me that, I just kept in heart. I'm like, if clothes are are exposing anything like whether if it's short or tight and it's limiting you of worship it's something that you will have to consider of keeping in mind from now on and since then you know i took it with heart and something that i would like to share with the rest of the sisters here right and if you need to seek advice with anyone of how to dress and such. I will go ahead and suggest maybe speak with the pastor's wife or leader, even the Sunday school teachers. They're there to help. Yeah, for sure. And now that you mentioned that, that's also important for us to understand and to remember that uh, we should seek advice and we as well should be accountable to people that are a... Uh, in, Span in Spanish, is homogenos a nosotros. How is it in English? Homogenous? I've not a clue what that's what you said. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> a man will seek advice and should be accountable to a man, and a woman should seek advice and be accountable to a woman. Even yeah. when a woman goes to the pastor, she's not supposed to go by herself to the pastor. She has to go with by herself and the wife of the pastor right 
Another thing that I like about the show is the relationship between the captain and Tomo, especially in the ending. The captain. When, mm-hmm. uh, Carol's uh, boyfriend. Do you mean him? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I so, call him yeah. Captain because he's the captain from the karate, from the boys' karate team. <laughs> Um, right, right, yeah. But we see that that with Tomo and the captain, they they have analog, they have relationship, a friendship, more like it. They have a great sh- friendship bond that they're able to talk about their relationship. And I guess before I go towards this scene, I will have to speak more about Tomo's father. Um. We see that towards the end of the episodes that Tomo, June, and Tomo's father, they were all devastated. And honestly, I would say how Tomo's dad was devastated, it gave me a, a huge flashback with my father. My dad kind of asked me to break off with my husband um, before we were engaged or anything like that. He told me to break off the relationship. I was the one that was devastated. And when I did, I came back home engaged. So secretly. Um, I know that's bad advice. <laughs> Listeners, don't don't go towards that path. <laughs> <laughs> but we see that in the show that Tomo's dad, you know, he was ready to fight June. He was ready. He was on board up until Tomo came, um, approached to him and say, it's, it's not up to you. It's up to me. And we saw that, that they were devastated and such, and that Tomo was confused and this is the part where the captain comes in. Um, Tomo was confused and she was taking it off on him. And the captain, you know, just holding on, he was choking. He was like, Tomo, uh, I see that you have a lot in your mind. Um, maybe if you put me down, we could talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. I don't know. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> how how badly was she thinking about this um, moment? Right, she was totally spacing out and allowing her body. But she had to, to take it out on everybody, yeah. on her surroundings. Yeah, she, her body was reacting mm-hmm. to her emotions. But what what he said to her was like, maybe you need to be there and support June. And she was like, you're right. Um, please excuse me. I had to go over there. I had to leave all of a sudden. But she went to go support Yeah, June. she ran out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She ran out like a little tornado. And that's like one of my favorite moments there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it gave me a good flashback moment. A good and a bad. And I know going in relationship is confusing for everyone, 
but even towards the parents. And it's something that we will have to consider as well. And this show, it, it kind of brought attention to me as well. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I didn't see it that way. <laughs> right. You see the other point of view, the other side mm -hmm. of the coin. Um, another moment in the show that was my favorite, and it kind of had me at the edge of my seat, was when Misoso pushed June off the stair, and he was falling, and he needed to grab on something to hold on, and he sees oh, Tomo. Gosh. He sees Toma in front of him, but he dodged her. And I'm like, why? I was like, this is so anime <laughs> for them to do that, this scene. I was like, oh my gosh. But what surprised me with that scene was where when June landed toward to Carol and she goes, that's a no-no. Yeah. But when she said that, she said it's so calm and everything. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, how can you that react really that funny. way? <laughs> I was like, you shouldn't react that she, way. <laughs> she has no shame. No. She has no shame. No. <laughs> oh, and that's what made me love Kara more, even more. <laughs> She's just one of those characters that you don't know what they're thinking. Because literally, you don't know what they're thinking. And yet they make it fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to ask me what I thought about the show, I will tell you I love it. I watched it within three days. I watched it whether I had my free time or even at the time at the gym. That's where I watched most of the show. Um, as a Christian viewpoint, and especially towards the last episodes, I will say, if you do watch it, watch it with a high conscience. Because something like this, it's a, one, it's a different culture. And another one is, it's something that as Christians, we don't really follow. Like Seva said earlier, they had a relationship that they would go into the house with them privately. That's something that as Christians, we kind of disagree. <laughs> Whenever you go on dating, even in dating in public, take a chaperone. Always take a chaperone. Always have a chaperone with you. Preach it, preach it. Again, sister, again. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's a young one that you can choose, choose that you can push away for a little bit or an older one that can give you an advice. It doesn't matter. Just take a chaperone. Have it with you most of the time. Maybe have a good two minutes free time. But other than that, have a chaperone all times. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but I'm glad somebody somebody agrees with me. Because it's true. Once again, el diablo es puerco. 
the devil is dirty and he attacks you in that area. So for that reason, we have to be really conscious about it. It's not okay for us to be alone with women or with the or for the woman to be alone with the guy. Your heart is on the line and we are called to protect our hearts. So with the better reason, we have to take care of this as a serious matter and take somebody with us. Somebody that cares for us and that will be there to protect us from falling into temptation. And not only our hearts, but our purity. Amen. God has, yeah. God has called us to be pure. And that's also your testimony. Because after you fall into that temptation, if you guys are grown up enough, there are only two ways. Either you marry or you separate. But if you are too young, you have to separate. Unless you live in the olden days where they used to get married at 15. Why you always have a... Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you elaborate a little bit more? What do you mean by that? <laughs> Back in the day when people used to get married at 15 years old. But once you find... That they will pick a wife for them and they will marry. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, at that time, you, you didn't even date. <laughs> your parents will choose your wife. <laughs> there is cultures that there's... They still believe in arranged marriage. Yeah, they, they do it and it's part of their culture and it's completely normal. Mm -hmm. With us, it's completely like, whoa. But, you know, it, there's, there's cultures that do it completely normal and there's no issue with it, with them. And if there is issues, you know, I will highly suggest to seek help right away. Because arranged marriage, it's something that is difficult, something that we're not used to seeing. There's, I wish I could give an advice, but I know that I cannot. That's a very, very sensitive subject mm -hmm. topic. It is, it is. And therefore, I would like to tell anybody that's out there that is having issues, you know, seek help in any way that you can. Now, now, my review on is it wrong for a Christian girl to be a tomboy? I would say it's it's not as long as you know you're a Christian, a woman. You're a woman of Christ. You're a God's daughter. If we see Tomo herself is confused about everything that what she's going through, she's trying to change it up, but she doesn't want to change of who she is personally. We see that she is competitive. She has a high strength and it's something that I loved her so much. But we also see that where she tries to have maybe a moment of a makeover, trying on different outfits of, something that's outside of her comfort zone. And honestly, it's something that if you're trying to figure out who or how to dress up, how to act, we will have to leave of our comfort zones just for a moment. I will highly recommend of not adding any makeup on the face because God has given you as a Christian daughter, you are 
beautiful as it as you are. There's no reason why you should change it or hide it. And as long as you know that you are a godly woman, it's okay to be a tomboy once in a while. Go ahead and complete com- compete the guys. It's fine. You know, show them who you are. But if you are struggling on it, I would say the Bible is a great source. The Bible is inspired by God, not for God, by God. It is inspired by God, profitable in teaching, for revoking, for correcting, and for training for righteousness. And we can see that in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Amen. And that's all that I can say right now. <laughs> all right. So you enjoyed the show? Yes, I did. Yeah, I think. I watched it within three days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only 12 episodes or 13 episodes. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo me demoro un mes en dos episodios. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> you're a busy guy, my guy. <laughs> all right well thank you christina for your 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 point of view for your your two cents it was very valuable we really again we thank you for for giving us a woman's point a christian woman's point of view so yeah thank you for giving me the opportunity <laughs> of course so i guess i will finish it off with my full review of Tomo-chan is a girl. So, uh, honestly, I was actually pleasantly surprised by this anime. I'm, in a sense, I'm kind of like Sebos with the comedy, where I'm like, uh, is it, is it really gonna be a good show? I mean, I mean, I, I, I had hopes on it because it was a romance, and like Sebas, I also like romance shows. But I was actually really surprised with how charming it was. And actually, I actually really enjoyed the lessons that we got out of the anime, um, especially towards the end. And and I think, you know, something that we've already touched on, I think the biggest topic that arises as Christians from watching this anime is the whole idea of femininity and masculinity and and. You know, we all know that that's a big topic um, in this day and age. And, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and and talk about it like, you know, I have all the right answers. And I'm sure you guys can relate to that, too. Um, Sometimes it's not as black and white as we'd like it to be. But I think it's I think this kind of show is good to have to have honest and transparent conversations about about those things about those topics and really i wanted to i wanted to share at least from i wanted to touch on this from my own experience um just for a moment um when i was younger more specifically in middle school and high school some people would look at me and thought I was gay just from just from looking at me or that I was very feminine. And, you know, I'd ask myself why. And, and you know, though I don't have all the answers to that, um, 
I could take a guess. I could take many guesses from hints that I've gotten from people. And, you know, I heard comments that people thought I had or have girly eyelashes, you know, that they're too curly, too long. And that's something that's apparently feminine. Why? Christina's laughing on the background. <laughs> I guess yeah, she's, she is, she's about the people up. that was talking about you. <laughs> she knows. She knows. <laughs> I bet she started it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was not me. Emmanuel's nickname in middle school was Pretty Eyes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wow, a lady killer. Not by, me. Not by me. Not by me. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. And it's wow, super embarrassing. All right. Well, it's so funny how this how this I just decided to talk about this on this episode that you're in it and I've known you since middle school. Gosh. But at least I have a witness. <laughs> That's for sure. I have a witness. <laughs> Do you remember Janet? Janet's the one that introduced me your nickname, Pretty Eyes. <laughs> I do remember Janet. <laughs> I do remember her. I haven't talked to her in a long time. So there was that. Some people would say that my the pitch of my voice wasn't deep enough. This was me middle school high school really i wish i had a voice like you (laughs) mine's i think it's uh, too soft (laughs) compared to yours but it's also because i was younger than everybody else at least a year younger so my voice was a little higher because i was younger but still um but it it would be it would not only be the, the pitch of my voice but like I guess like the way I would speak, I would naturally try, I would naturally go towards the higher pitch. I wouldn't naturally go towards a lower pitch. So there was that. And some even told me that the way I stand sometimes back then, and even now that it's a little feminine and how sometimes my hands tend to flail around a little bit, like as if, you know, like as a girl. So here's the thing from my personal experience, because I have those tendencies or whatnot, or those qualities, traits, whatever you want to call them. I have never had a doubt in my mind, or I've never struggled with with this fact. And it's the fact that I am straight and that I am a man. I have never struggled with that personally. And... You know, as a matter of fact, around that time in middle school is when God saved me, is when I decided to follow Jesus, and it was when I decided to live my life for him. And yeah, those things made me feel uncomfortable and a little insecure about myself, like those comments and stuff. But the thing is that all of those things were not only done unconsciously or that are just a part of me or how I look, but I was saved. 
and it was a part of me in some way. And the only thing that I was worried about is living a godly life. So in this kind of way, I can relate to Tomo-chan because, well, if anything, I was more like Misaki, which was the captain. And we know how Misaki was a little bit on the feminine side with, you know, he had long eyelashes too. Christina still over there just dying. (laughs) (laughs) My (laughs) God. Um, you know, cause I feel, I felt like they added that character because he's, he's like the male counter of Tomo. He's like, he's like the male version of Tomo, if we could say it like that. Okay. Because, I see what you mean. Yeah. Cause he's a little, a little on the feminine side and even June, the, on an episode, June mistook him for a girl and you know, but how did he react? He was completely secure by himself. And we know who, who he liked, which was Carol. Um, so in my opinion, I believe that we have allowed culture to overshape our Christian beliefs about manhood and womanhood in that sense, in my experience. A man who is a little bit feminine doesn't mean that they're a woman. And a woman who's a little masculine doesn't mean that they're a man or that they should be or that they were made by mistake or born by mistake a woman and they're actually a man or vice versa. I don't believe that. Um, I think that they should simply be looked at as personality traits. And I feel like those things should be respected. I know my relationship with Jesus and, you know, I don't need someone to come and tell me that by the way I stand or by the way my eyelashes look or by the way my voice sounds that I'm not acting like a man of God because I know who I am. I know my relationship with God. I know I'm a man. And these are, this is, this is how God made me. This is my personality. I love Jesus and I'm constantly pursuing to grow in the spirit, in the in the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So none of those things I've never, I've never once considered changing per se. So I was going to say that I feel you because I've been in the same position over there. Uh, I don't know why, but when I'm tired, I tend to put my hands over here on my my, on, your, on your back? No, on my hip. And then everybody says, Oh, parece una mujer embarazada. You look like a pregnant woman. Oh my God. I'm not doing it because I'm pregnant or any. Bueno, not that I know. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> I mean, by how fat I am, it's a whole different story. Pero, pero that's not the point over here. Uh, the point is that. I do know and I do understand what you feel and how you see it. I personally, it's not that I don't agree with you, but I would add a clause to that. And is that God really cares about our masculinity and femininity. And we can see that 
in different ways in the Bible. One example, uh, and I've talked about this before, is by how he is clear that the men should wear men's clothing and the women women's clothing. And I do understand that there are certain things that you cannot change because there are tr traits that are physically uh, impossible for you to change. For example, just as you have uh, long eyelashes, I have long eyelashes. That's been a trait that I have since little. <laughs> and everybody tells me that. Yeah. I'm not saying that Manny and I should cut our eyelashes. On the contrary, I think... That would be that would weird. Be terrible. <laughs> that would be terrible for our sleep at night. I'm not saying that we should change those things because there are things that are impossible for us to change. But when we speak about the, how we talk, how we stand up, I do believe it's really important for us to reflect the masculine traits that we us as men have and that that is something important on us to reflect especially in the culture that we are nowadays because this gay agenda has advanced so much that they will tell us hey being feminine is okay it's okay to be feminine and act like a woman and do things like a woman to a point that now men wear makeup I think the other day there was a conversation about this in one of the groups that we were at. But I personally think that, especially as men, we have to be more cautious about those things. And if we see an opportunity of us of reflecting God as men, we should take it. And I know talking about these kind of things is sensitive because when people tell me, oh, the way you speak sometimes is feminine. I feel bad about it. But I do believe that at the same time, that is something that I can work on so that I can reflect God, so that I can reflect Christ on a different way, on the way I behave as a man. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, I'm going to... I'm the prototype or uh, the best example of a man but I think that if you especially you I, I would even talk about the leaders of the church if you are a leader on the church you have to give an example if you are a leader of the church especially the bible verse that uh, Christina was reading first uh, first Timothy chapter 3 it even says that the leader, that the pastor, that the deacons should be a, they cannot have a reproach. They cannot be reproachable. As leaders, we have to be really careful of how we behave. And I'm not saying that we should be really careful because, oh, the congregation is going to say something. That is not the correct motivation for us to change. Our correct motivation should be we should focus on reflecting God, reflecting the masculine traits that God has given us in different areas. And I know it's hard and I know it's difficult. But I also know that we have a God 
that his power abides in us and he is able to help us to be transformed to the renewed of the men just like Jesus Christ through his spirit I am not saying that okay uh, nowadays uh, every man has ha has to have uh, these certain types of things I do say that as men especially Christian men we should try to reflect a Christian manhood just like the Bible explain it and show it to us all right well what I'm going to continue to say might be a little contradictory to how you feel but that's okay um i think that with what i was saying with with my own experiences with you know people telling me i'm a little feminine or whatever and and um and that is not good qualities for me to have as a christian or whatever i think I think this way of thinking brings condemnation where there shouldn't be, in my opinion. Now, there are things that we should keep in mind to be wise, and this is something I've discussed on here before. Just because, just because we are not condemning ourselves doesn't mean we shouldn't care about how our brothers and sisters in Christ feel and what they think, but our lives shouldn't revolve around them because it revolves around Christ and what Christ thinks about us and how we should be. So in that sense, I, I do agree with you, Sebas. Um, I do think that if I, as a man, may be a little feminine unconsciously, but can flourish in the fruits of the Holy Spirit and I can love my God and love my brothers and sisters in Christ, then I believe it is well for my soul. It is well with my soul. That it should be well with my soul because I am a man. And I know that I am a man. That I have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And I have been born again. And I grow in biblical godliness and not in culture, quote unquote, godliness. I think culture is constantly changing. And redefining how men and women look like or should look like but our god is not the culture our god is christ jesus and i wanted to share a bible verse first samuel chapter 16 verse 7 that says man looks on the outward appearance but the lord looks on the heart so i think our focus and concerns should be on who we are, how we present ourselves, and it should be dealt with at the heart for, you know, the the scriptures say, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. And I think that we should learn to do the same, to be more concerned about the hearts of our brothers and sisters in Christ and not the outwardly appearance. And, you know, I believe that the outwardly appearance, that that topic can be discussed later on when, when having that discussion with fellow brothers and sisters in its right time. And it should be discussed, discussed with love because there are going to be lots of different opinions on, you know, 
depending on your culture. It could be completely different on what you think, you know, a man should look like, a woman should look like. Um, you know, you could be in a country where, you know, maybe it's a poor country and the men and women barely have any clothes at all. <laughs> and it's like, what are they going to think about how a man or woman should look or dress? I think it's going to be very different than than what we're used to here in our in the western side of the world um but anyways because of how i feel about about these things i was really able to appreciate and enjoy the finale to the anime and the lesson it gives about trying to change who you are for someone else you know tomo is a bit masculine but she's confident about her womanhood and you know she loves this guy and and I'm and I'm glad that they made June notice her for the things she didn't need to change and you know obviously it took him a bit of a push for him to get to you know get to his senses but I think the journey to get there was really nice and hilarious to watch cuz it was really funny but um sometimes we have to realize that the most impacting lessons we that we learn are from trial and error and you know she tried these things to get his attention and you know it it was it was all fun and whatever at least for you know in our point of view because for her it was stressful it was full of anxiety and you know but in the end she gets she gets his attention for the relationship that they've always had so yeah i i was really able to enjoy that aspect of the anime and i was also able to i also really liked Tomo's friendship with Misusu and i think it was it's been pretty obvious for most of this podcast that she's my favorite <laughs> if it wasn't obvious already <laughs> but i think it's because i see her as strong and wise even though she was like doing doing this thing to tomo tomo and you know causing these things to happen but um you know outside of that she was she was really smart and i really like that about her um and then and, and the evolution that she has in the anime was really nice to to see you know how she apologizes to Tomo for her selfishness with their friendship and she ends up being completely transparent and i felt like that was a great lesson in friendship that we can learn from i would even say that her relationship with June wouldn't exist if Misusu wasn't in the equation <laughs> they probably would have never dated that's true i didn't even think about that but that yeah yeah because true. Misusu was the one that pushed June to do it Otherwise, he will still think of her as a bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And true. even though they don't mention it, but one of the things that started uh, June to started looking at Tom on the feminine way, it's more like, oh, uh, wow. Even though we've spoken about this episode and it wasn't correct that they did that, pero when she was conscious about uh, her skirt and she was all the time walking like this and he was like oh she's a woman <laughs> yeah once again 
that's not the way of doing it. But those things made you unconscious about the feminine traits of uh, of uh, Tomo. If it yeah. wasn't for Misuzu, Tomo wasn't going to be there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, all of these things I loved about the anime. Um, on the other hand, you know, some of the sexual things that they showed in the anime were, you know, we spoke about it. We're a little past the borderline. Um, we talked about the accident when June accidentally grabs Carol's breasts, which yes. is insane. And that happens a lot <laughs> in anime. <laughs> I prefer yeah. I prefer saying her big personality. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay i'm not gonna even repeat what you just said i'm gonna leave it at that i'm gonna leave that alone <laughs> it's how the sh it's how the anime referenced <laughs> did they really yeah they do yes they, oh my. wow on um, bleach on norihime they talk Especially... about her personality as well <laughs> Yeah, it's like she, for example, in in the beginning of the anime when Carol was first introduced, um they would ask, "Why do a lot of people like to follow her?" "Oh, she has a big personality." Christina <laughs> <laughs> mentions that. Yeah, they did mention that at the beginning, That's bro. True. That's true. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they were very bold in this anime with that um, and not to mention, I think it was the second episode when Carol first shows up and she shows up in the classroom and her breasts are literally bouncing like it's a freaking jumping jamboree. I'm sorry. Her personalities were bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> that was, whoa. Because you see the first episode, you don't really see like that. And then you you go to the second episode, and it was like, whoa, yes, that's whoa. true. And starting second episode, you start seeing those uh, those traits, yeah, we, <laughs> of we, uh, adult, uh, adult humor. We might <laughs> we might have to start doing um, reaction reviews after the second episode. <laughs> after I that, agree with you, shenanigan. <laughs> it, it was completely different to what we spoke in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> all right sounds good oh gosh uh, and it was mentioned again when misoso asked june was i your first love and you know his thought went straight to the personalities oh, like no you yeah. weren't my first love <laughs> yeah and i'm like um yeah terrible <laughs> let's move terrible. on <laughs> And not to mention, I'm going to mention another one, but when they flashed Tomo's underwear, y'all remember that? When the skirts went up. <laughs> I was like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, those were moments of me where I was like, wow. <laughs> now, this is where I do blame Misoso because she's the one that encouraged Tomo to go out that way. So... Yeah. Uh, if yeah. it was anybody's fault, Tomo was uncomfortable and Misoso's the one that pushed her, like, you know, trying to encourage her, trying to get off of her 
comfort zone. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. she followed. But what did Tomota? I am never going to do this again. And I'm over here like, girl, you did not have to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I yeah. agree with that. That advice that Misusu gave. Terrible advice. Worst. Terrible. Don't go through that way. That path she can only lead you to sadness <laughs> and death. <laughs> yeah. So there were those moments where I was like, wow, I, that is, is too much. It's too much. So yeah, but other than that, um, I'd have to say that I really enjoyed the show. I had a lot of fun watching it with my wife. Uh, we had a lot of laughs about it together. We had a lot of deep conversations about about relationships and i'd say that it has a lot of things we can learn from but good and bad in the sense of things that are good that we can learn from and things that are, that are bad that we need to reject and learn from that experience that they had so that we don't repeat them and we've pretty much covered most of it if not all of it so but um I would I would say if you ask me if I would recommend it, um, I'd say if if in my case, if you're like me where you're married and you could watch it with your wife and you both enjoy anime, I think it's I think it's all right. I think you guys can have good conversation about it, like in the case of me and my wife that we did. I think if you're single and you struggle with watching stuff like that i don't think you should watch this i think it'll be a run, too much run think, for this run i think you'll be playing with too much fire in my opinion that's what i would say but um but yeah but, but in my case i enjoyed i enjoyed the anime and i would you know i wouldn't mind watching it again because it was i found it really funny honestly all right those are our opinions, different opinions, but at the end of the day, we still respect each other, we love each other, and we help each other to grow. You love me, Sebas? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. The sometimes counts. It's okay. I love you too, bro. It's okay. Thank you, Broski. Oh, this bromance. <laughs> the bromance. The bromances. <laughs> that some might think is a little too feminine. <laughs> but I'm going to leave that alone. That's why I have to stay quiet and quiet. But yeah. So that about wraps up our episode. Christina, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for your point of views, for your input. It was really valuable, and we really cherish you, and thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. And there is one more thing that I would like to say, if you give me a moment, a chance. Um, now, I know ladies... Um, Please understand, when being married, you will have to submit to your husbands, and it's okay. You could submit Target receipts. You could submit Walmart receipts. You could submit complete what receipts. The <laughs> 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 I, 
I didn't cut it when she started saying that. She got me at Walmart. I was like, wait, what? No, I'm feeling bad for your husband. <laughs> what is he to you? A walking wallet? No, no, no. So this right here, it was uh, on a Sunday, no, Friday night when we had service. And my husband, someone that told me this, he was like, you submit to me. I'm like, yeah, of course. And you're like, yeah, I know. You submit all the Target receipts, all the bank receipts. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I had so, a feeling that had to be some kind of inside joke that we're not part of. And we're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but yes. the reality is, like, you know, the ladies that we are intelligent, but in the end of the day, you know, the husband is is the head of the relationship. Right. It's the way that God has designed it. And it's something that we will have to adjust into our lives. Right. <laughs> yeah. And with a lot of guidance that, you know, that definitely if, if you, if you apply that to the wrong context in the sense of, you know, in a toxic relationship, for example, and, and the woman submits to the man in that toxic and toxicity, in that toxic, you know, manhood or whatever, then it can be really traumatizing and very, and in some cases, very deadly spiritually. And really, really important to peak wealth. You have to be careful about the men that you are dating. You don't go on Tinder. You don't go on Facebook dating. No, <laughs> you go to the church. And when you see him serving and when you see him protecting and when you see him providing, that's when you know he's the one. You know, overall, I will highly recommend to go ahead and if you haven't found out somebody, you know, keep on praying. If you haven't prayed, go ahead and start because god is the one that hears all your prayers and one of the things that he loves to hear is what you truly think and see however there's one thing that has to be said god has given you all the tools for you to adjust now he may not follow all everything that you have listed in your prayers but he will give you someone that is there to be with you yeah just as christina said we have to have realistic expectations we are not and this happens to us men sometimes we're expecting a model a victoria's secret model as a wife <laughs> but we don't need a victoria's secret model we need a godly woman that loves the Lord and Amen. that wishes to please him in everything she does. That's more valuable than any other thing. Now, with this, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be looking for a wife that seems attractive to us. No, of course, we have to like her. But at the same, thing, at the same time, that cannot be the decisive uh, factor that we consider. Yeah. And just to touch a little bit on that submitting topic that we just touched on for a brief moment, that's it's supposed to work the it's supposed to work in the context of 
submitting to a man who loves you as Christ loves the church. That's the model that it's supposed to be. That's what you should aim for. When you're starting a relationship, that's, or being in a relationship, that's the model that you should aim for. Not submitting to the man and the man just does whatever he wants for himself. That's not, that's not what this is about. It's about that man learning to love you like God loves the church. How? Giving his life for the church. That's how it's supposed to be. So I just wanted to add that. So, with nothing else, thank you guys for listening to this episode. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Grace and peace. God bless. God bless. Bye. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of the Autonomy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Adoname Podcast. Until next time, grace and peace.